Here in Daf Lamed Dalad, we're starting from the bottom of Lamed Gimel base. We're in the middle of this brisa uh, that was cryptic brisa. We're trying to figure out how to, re- how to read all the words of the brisa. We got up to the last, the last stick of the brisa, which is three lines up from the bottom. Kadmu balei choyves vihigbiu. So we said if we said the Yavahezik and he's supposed to collect from the shore. So what if there was some other outstanding choyv that the mazik had and he had to pay them? So the Bryce had said, If the bali choyvis came and collected from the animal itself before him, whether the chiyuv of the choyv happened before the hezek, they are not allowed to come collect. The nizik who's collecting from this animal, he gets first. Because he collects from the goof of the animal. Again, by, by a hezek, that's a top. So that's the, the, the words of the Bryce. So what does it mean? So if the hezek happened before he bar- the mazik borrowed money, so obviously, normally the halacha is by a balchayv, whoever borrowed, whoever lent the money first, they have the first rights to come collect. That's normal, normal halachas of chayv. So if the hezek happened first, and a balchayv tries to come collect the money, collect the animal before him, obviously... We would look higher, we would not allow him, or we would, if he takes it, we are allowed to go get it first. Although we'll question that in a second. But if the Balchayv happened first, so Balchayv called him. So the Balchayv is first. If the Balchayv is first, so why does the Bryce say that it doesn't work when he collects? He should be able to collect before the Nizik collects. And the truth is, says the Gemara, the opposite is true, would be Kasha as well. Even if the Hezik happened first, it says if the Hezik happened first and the Balchayv comes and collects the animal, it says, meaning that the Balchayv, the it comes to collect it. Why? Luchai, we have this as a shayla. The Balchayv can come. You tell me. This is we have in a few places in Shas, we had it in Ksubas, that if you have two Bali Chayv, and theoretically, if they come at the same time, you're going to give the one whose Chayv was dated first, but if the later one came and took it, Lamaisi has a Shibut on this Chayfetz, or whatever it is, and therefore, we have Machleikas, when they mark Ksubas, if he's allowed to keep it, if he took it first. So, we look high, we see in this price, so that he cannot, because you're telling me that if the Bal Chayv came, we take it away from the Mazik, not like that's not necessarily true. In the Mark Subas, we debate this point. So, no, no, no. You misunderstood this whole halacha. If you go out of order, then of course, whoever took it keeps it. And if the Balchayv was first in a normal situation, then whoever Balchayv is first, he's the one who first gets the first Shibut, he gets to collect. But over here, when you're dealing with a Balchayv versus a Nizik, that's a different story. The Shani Hasan, <laughs> over here it's different. The Amalei Ilu Gabach Have. The Nizik, the Gemara says a funny Lushan. We'll explain what it means in a second. The Nizik says as follows Look, you want to take this animal. I have a shiver on this animal because this person uh, damaged me. You want to say that you, Ilu, get the rights to the animal first? Ilu Gabach If the animal was by you and then it damaged me, Loi Havi Gavi, I would have collected from you also. And therefore, I'm allowed to go collect from this animal. Now, what does that mean? Tyson says, it doesn't really mean what it means. What, obviously, whoever owns the animal at the time of the Hezek, and they did a pshia and the shmira, they have to pay. But over here, the Bachayv was not the owner of the animal. So what does it mean? So Tyson says, what it really means is that even on the tzad, that the Nizik doesn't really own the animal. Not like Rabbi Akiva. Akiva said he really owns the animal. Rabbi Shmuel says, you just have a chayv on it, but it's a lot more of a chayv than a Bachayv has on the animal. Why? Because the Balchayv, who owes the Balchayv the money? The person. Right? The, 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 the life who owes the money, he owes the money. But you're allowed to collect from his animal. 
by the nizik and the mazik, the animal did the hezik itself. Right, the whole idea of tamashalami gufa is because it's not the pshat. I mean, in lumdus wise, at least, it's not the pshat. The owner of the animal owes you money, and you're collecting from the animal. It's kilu. The animal itself owes you the money because the animal itself did the hezik. So therefore, the shibud that the nizik has on this animal is much much greater than the shibud a balchayiv has on the animal. And therefore, for sure, if the hezik comes first, we don't let the balchayiv take it. And even if the chayiv came first, lamaisa, this animal after. Your shibud started. This animal caused me damage. It's much more shayich for the nizik to be able to take from this animal from Abdana Balchayv. And that's the last halacha that the Bryce is teaching. Continues the Gemara. Now let's get through the details of the different types of collection. So we have two animals. Remember, it always makes a difference by a time what the mazik's animal is worth as well, because you're collecting migufa. So you have two animals. One's worth 200. The mazik's is worth 200. And nizik's is also worth 200. And now the mazik's animal caused 50 shekel of damage to the nizik's animal. So now you'd have to pay, if it's a time, you're paying half of 50. So you'd pay 25. But the shavach the Amar before they get to Bezdin, turns out the Nizik's damage as a dead animal now actually went up in price. So instead of being worth two hundred, it now is worth four hundred. Which means, in theory, Shilamale Ezekai, if it wouldn't have been damaged by the Mazik, maybe it would have gone up to eight hundred. So it went up from two hundred to four hundred. Uh, can the Nizik turn to the Mazik and say, hey, if you wouldn't have damaged me, it wouldn't have just gone up from 200 to 400, it would have gone up from 200 to 800. So you owe me a lot more than the little half of 50 shekel. Now you owe me half of 600. Can you say such a thing? Or half of 200 at least. Says the Mara, no. Nice and kishas hanezik. He only pays the damage that was done at that time, which would be half of 50, which is 25. Hold on, the will explain. Kochash. What if the animal of the Nizik went down in value? So now he had done 50 shekel damage. Okay, so I owe you 25. By the time we get to Bezdin, the damage is not 50. Now the damage is 100. We'll see what, how it went down in value. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. So now, do you pay half of the, 20, the 50, which is 25? Or do you pay half of 100, which is 50? Says the Bryce, so, you pay half of the damage as much as you evaluate it at the Shas Hamadabadin, which in this case, if it's now 100 shekel of damage, you pay half of that 50. Hold on anymore. We'll question both these halachas. Now, what about the opposite halacha? What about Shavach Mazik? What if the mazik's animal goes up in value? Now remember, according to Shita Subi Akiva, as we had before, as we'll see in a second, as soon as the mazik's animal damages the nizik's animal, the nizik now owns part of that animal. He owns a chilek of the animal. Okay. So, shavach, we said we're shutfin. So, shavach, mazik, if the mazik's animal now goes up in value, so noisin like kishasa nezik, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, when the mazik comes to pay, he only has to pay half of the 50 out of the value of his animal, or I mean, he owns part of the animal, but he only has to pay him half of 50, which is 25. That doesn't seem to fit with Shita Shabi Akiva. According to Shita Shabi Akiva, I own a certain percentage, the nizik owns a certain percentage of the mazik's animal, and if it goes up in value, I profit, the nizik should profit. doesn't seem to be that way. The Gemara will question it. Kochash, if it goes down in value, the mazik's animal, you evaluate it at the lower price, and then you say, that the nizik owned one-eighth of the value of the animal, because he was due 25, one-eighth of the 200, and if it goes down, the mazik's animal, it's only worth 
a hundred now, so then instead of getting twenty-five, he's going to get twelve and a half. Mamish is steering a base. Let's figure out what this price is talking about. So I'm First, let's focus on the safe of the price, with the mazik's animal changed value. Shabach mazik v'ruan av noisik nezik. So you pay the value of what it is of uh, at the time of the nezik, which means he only gets his twenty-five. So money. Who does that work according to? That's Rabbi Shmuel. That makes sense. If you hold like Rabbi Shmuel, that the Nizik does not own the body of the Mazik's animal. He just has a lien on it. So how much do you owe me? Half a 50, 25. The fact that your animal, the Mazik's animal, went up in value makes no difference whatsoever. But then he must say, but then look at the second halacha there. It says, Kochash, if the Mazik's animal goes down in value, Kishasa Morabedid. Then you say that the Nizik loses. And instead of the Nizik getting his 25, he gets 12 and a half because Ke'ilu, he owned part of the animal and it went down in value. He suffers the loss. So also in B'Kiva, that only works according to B'Kiva, Tamashutfaninu, who says that he owns one eighth of the animal. If it went down from 200 to 100, so he loses money. He loses half the value. So we have a steer in Obey. Reisha Bishmal, 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 In that same halacha, we seem to be focusing on both of Bishmal and B'Kiva at the same time. Makes no sense. Tamalot. Kula Rabbi Akiva. Really, this whole brisa is Shittas Rabbi Akiva who says there's Shutfin. So therefore, if there's Shutfin over here, why does the brisa say that when the animal of the mazik goes up in value, the nizik does not profit? Why does the nizik not profit if it goes up in value? It didn't go up in value, Stam. It went up in value because the mazik invested in better feed and he fattened up the animal. And that's why you're not going to value. And since the, remember, the mazik and the nizik are shutfin over here, if the mazik invests his own money and it goes up in value, the nizik does not benefit from that. Taisus discusses in other places in Shas, we do say, if someone benefits you, even on your animal, you do get profit from that. Taisus says, we have to be talking about where the mazik spent more money on this feed than the animal actually went up in value. In which case, the nizik is not going to, no shutuf is going to want, to want a part of that deal. Right? So therefore, he doesn't get extra, extra money with it. But that's why it went up in value. So now, we're changing the case. Not just it went up in value, stam, it went up in value because the mazik invested money. Okay, so now let's read the rest of the rice of that. If we're talking about a case where it changed up in value because the mazik invested in it, which means in the ratio, when the nizik's animal went up in value, why did it go up in value? Because the nizik invested in it. Okay, so then it makes no sense. Same ratio. Look at the first case. Shavach, if the nizik's animal goes up in value. So we said, if it goes up in value, the mazik pays him kishas nezik, and you, it doesn't matter that the value, the animal went, uh, went, went, went tremendously up, and it did not go the full amount up based on the nezik. If we're talking about a case where the nizik's animal changed value because the nizik invested in obviously then the mazik doesn't have to see. You can't say to the mazik, well, if you didn't damage it, it would have gone up to 800. It only went up because you invested in it. It's nothing to do with the mazik. That, that's, that wouldn't be a shiloh. Some of puppy, you're right. Reisha, in the case where the Nizik's animal went up, it makes no difference why it went up. Mishkachasa, ben de patma, whether it's because the Nizik invested in it, Petumi invested in it to make it grow fatter, ben de shavach merda, when it just up in value, it makes no difference either way. The Bryce is teaching me that the Mazik only pays the original value of the damage, not any subsequent ke'ilu damage it might have cost. The Kiddush of it would only be if it went up in value by itself. Obviously, if it went up in value because the Nizik invested, there would be no Kiddush in that. When the Mazik's animal went up, that whole thing doesn't make any sense. The Ptumi went and went up in value. So therefore, we're coming out. 
The Bryce says Shittas Rabbi Akiva, which means that the Nizik and the Mazik are Shutfin in the animal of the Mazik. They're Shutfin in the animal of the Mazik. And then the Mazik invests in it. That's what he's teaching me that the Nizik does not get a part of it. But if it goes down in value, he would. Okay. So it says the Gemara. Now wait a second. Let's go back to the Rasha. In the ratio, we said the Nizik's animal went up in value. Whether it went up in value because he invested or whether it went up in value because the price changed, doesn't matter. The Mazik says, I caused you to 50 shekel of damage. I'm giving you half of that. Leave me alone. Then it said in the race of the Brisa that if the Nizik's animal went down in value, then Kochash went down more. The Mazik has to pay more damage. Why? It says, Kochash b'shas Kochash Why did it go down in value? Let's tell you what we're talking about where the Nizik's animal did not die. It got injured, okay? It had a broken leg. They look at it right away. They said, ah, it's a 50 shekel of damage. Till they get to Besdin, the Nizik says, I don't care, I'm working with the animal anyways. And he keeps working with the animal in his field with the broken leg. And obviously, it gets worse, okay? And now, instead of being 50 shekel of damage, it's 100 shekel of damage. There's no Havamin that you're going to be chayv the Mazik to pay that. The Nizik was the one who caused the extra damage by working with it when he shouldn't be working with it. You make it go down in value. And the Mazik has to pay that difference? That doesn't make any sense. We're talking about where the wound itself deteriorated and the animal's matzav got worse. So at the Shas Nezek, you look like, oh, 50 shekel of damage. By the time you got to Bezdin, maybe it got infected, something like that, and now it's actually 100 shekel of damage. So now we have an interesting question. Do you pay how much the Hezek was at the time when it was damaged, or do you pay the Hezek was at the time you went to the mother Bedin? And that it says, the mother Bedin, why interesting Sephara? Karna de Turach Kavirabek. It's like the horn of your animal, the Mazik's animal, was buried inside Ke'ilu, inside the Nizik's animal, and it's continuously doing damage. Nothing the Mazik can do about it, I get that, but it's continually doing damage, and therefore the damage is not done until we go to Bezdin, and Bezdin evaluates it at that point in time, and that's what you have to pay. So the Mice and this price is Shittas Rabbi Akiva, and we're able to make sense of all these halachas in the price. Continues the Mishnah. The Mishnah now is going to be focusing on a very interesting puzzle. Let's read the puzzle inside the Parshish Shpatim and see if it makes sense. The puzzle says, We're in Parakhaf, Aleph, Pasuk, Lamed, if you're following along. The Chiyigayf Sharish is Shariyayu. So an animal grows another animal. The mace. And we're talking here about a tam. Okay, now let's read these words carefully. The Machres Asharachai says in the puzzle, You should sell the Mazik's animal, the live animal, the Chatsuas Kaspoi, and you split the money. Now, is that true? That's not necessarily true. Now, we discussed how you read this passage. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Akiva, does he own the animal? Are we talking to Bezdin? Are they splitting the cash? But either way, the halacha is not true. What if the Mazik's animal is worth 500 shekel and the Nizik's animal is worth 10 shekel? Do you split the Mazik's animal and the Nizik gets 250 shekel? Obviously not. Okay, but that's what the passage says. The passage says, <laughs> That's one question we have to figure out. What does that words of those Pasuk mean? Then the Pasuk continues, the gamas hameis yechetsun. You split, seemingly, Pasuk shot, you split the dead animal. The Nizik's animal also gets split. That's something we've never seen before. We've never talked about splitting the Nizik's animal. We've talked about splitting the Mazik's animals and Shibit on the Gulf. Is he actually a Shutif? Now, seemingly, if you read the Pasuk carefully, it says you do something with the Nizik's animal as well. What do you do with the Nizik's animal? What are we talking about? It says the Mishnah. Let's talk about a case where both animals are worth 200. So the Nevela is worth 50. So how much damage did he do? 150. What's Chetzi of 150? 75. 
Okay. Zenoito chetzi achai vechetzi ames vzenoito. I read the Gemara. Sorry, skip the Mishnah. I went to the Gemara. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Shoshem v'sham shenach shoshem v'sham ve'ena yevela yafaklum. Sorry, back in the Mishnah. And the nevela is worth zero. Sorry, the, the price is, the Gemara starts exactly the same. The nevela is worth zero. So I caused two hundred shekel of damage, which is hundred shekel. I'm going to have to pay. As a chetzi nezek, some are a mayor. So mayor says that's called the pshat in the pasuk. Al zenemer, that's the only case where the pasuk means v'machos hashar chay v'chitzu es kaspay and a chenami. The only case where the pasuk means v'machos hashar chay that you sell the mazik's animal and you split it is in a case where it's equal in the value that you need. Meaning that the shar of the mazik is worth two hundred, the shar of the mazik is worth two hundred. It did two hundred of damage, so which means you have to pay chetzi of that, which is a hundred. So that case, and in that case only, you split the value of the mazik's animal, which happens to be 200, and you actually could sell it, and I get 100 of it, the nizik gets 100 of it, and the mazik gets 100 of it. So that's how you read the pasik. In a case where it's worth much, much more, not. But in the specific case where it works out mathematically, that's what the pasik's talking about. So I'm going said, Rabbi Meir, you're 100% right on that halacha. You're 100% right. But... You're missing a point. You told me, Pshat, in the beginning of the Pasuk, that you split the value of the Mazik Shar in this case. But you didn't explain to me in Pshat, what's Pshat in the end of the Pasuk? If you're talking about a case where the Nevela is worth zero, and that's the classic case of the Torah, then what does it mean? So you're missing a point. What's the point? So what is the case as Yehuda? The case I started. So the Nevela has value. The Nevela is worth 50. So the damage was only 150. So now, let's go in Remeir. Remeir is not really going to argue in this halacha. In Remeir's world, the Nizik has now a dead animal that's worth 50 shekel. He lost 150. He's going to get half of that 150 back as cash, which is 75. He, now, what will the Nizik have at the end of the story? He'll have 75 shekel cash he got for the Mazik, plus a 50 shekel dead animal. 75 and 50 is 125. Very easy math. That's where Mary would look at this. Rabbi Yudha says, I agree with you on the math, but not the reason behind the math. Rather, says Rabbi Yudha, says, look at it the other way. The live animal now is worth 200. The dead animal now is worth... 50. 250, if we split that in half, is 125 each. So we're getting to the same math that each person here ends up at 125, but in totally different ways. According to Mayer, if you keeps the, the, the Nizik keeps the dead animal, plus half of the live animal, in this case, where it's worth the same. Whereas according to Behuda, you take the live animal and the dead animal, you split their value in half, and each one gets half of that. Because that's what the Pesach says. The Gabbas Ames, Yechetzun. That's what the Pesach's talking about. Now, if that's the case, and they're both at the end of the day coming out, that everybody gets 125, what's the machlaikis? So tomorrow we'll explain. Tanarabon, let's do the b'raisa, which says this machlaikis again a little more detail. Tanarabon, that's pshat in the pasuk, where you split the live animal and you split the dead animal. No, that's not the pshat in the pasuk. Pshat in the pasuk is like I said. When it says you split the shore of the mazik, it's talking about where you did the full damage, there was a 200 shekel of the damage, which means each one gets 100. Wait a second. So according to a mayor, 
What does it mean, Vigamas Amesiachetzun? If you're not splitting the dead animal, because he's talking about a case where the dead animal has no value. So, what is that part of the Pussy teaching me? It's teaching me, Pchat Shepichsu Misa Machzin Bechai. The value that the animal went down by dying, you get half of that from the live animal. Meaning, according to a mayor, it's coming to be mighty from the case where the mazik's animal is worth a lot, lot more. If the mazik's animal is worth a lot, lot more, according to a mayor's cheshman, the nizik is going to, let's say the nizik animal is worth 10 shekel. The mazik's animal is worth 200. So the nizik's animal goes from 10 to 0. Now he gets half of the 200 shekel animal. He gets 100 shekel. He makes 90 shekel profit. So that's what the Pasuk says. The value of the animal, you never get more than half of that. So it's coming to be magbil, it's coming to restrict that you never, even though you take ke'ilu, half the value of the mazik's animal, never more than half the value of the damage that you lost. And that's what that part of the Pasuk is teaching. Okay, fine. Michti. As I just told you the math, according to both of them, everybody's getting 125. So it's a cute lambda shemachlaikis, but is there a practical machlaikis? So my my benayu, so Marava, there is a machlaikis, maybe. What about a case where the animal goes down in value after the nezik, before the mother bedin? Now we already talked about this halacha before, and we already decided by a muid, there's no question, pchas nevela is the nizik's problem. The dead animal is the nizik's problem. If he doesn't take his animal out of the bar we talked about, it's his problem, too bad. Go hire a, a schlepper and get it out of the bar and go sell it quickly in the marketplace, whatever it is, for dog food. But if you don't get it out, it's your problem. That was clear by a muid. What about by a tab? So he says the more, maybe that's the machlaikas over here. Remeir says, same thing. The dead animal is the nizik's animal. Shalma Yisrael. It goes down in value. That's your own problem. Rabbi Huda Savar, the gamas amesiachetzun, says that half of that animal is owned by the mazik. So therefore, if it goes down now from being worth 50 to being worth 40, so then not only does the nizik lose some of that money, the mazik loses some of that money. And therefore, you can't consider that part of his payment when he's paying the nizik. So the mazik would actually contribute and be part of the loss of the animal. Half of it would be the mazik. It says, By a muid, we said the pachas novel is always the nizik's. And the mazik says, too bad. By a tam, the mazik suffer, the mazik suffers, and he has to be involved with the value of the animal that it deteriorates after its death. Which means that a tam, from the mazik's perspective, the damage is tam that is more chamur than the damage is muid does. That's a little bit strange. We always assume that muid is more chamur than tam. Says so what? We have examples like that. We have a mission later on. We're going to read the Mishnah without explaining it. Rashi says, It's in a case we have a shamer, and the shamer didn't watch it and went out and did damage. We'll see what the case is later on. But whatever the case is, we do see over there, Behuda says a tam would be chayiv, and a muid would be putter. So you see, sometimes a tam is more chamur. That's because he darshans a special pasuk like shmira. When it comes to payment, there's no question that a muid is more chamur than a tam. That's no question. Don't even debate that. And I'll prove it to you. Vatanya, Keep track of the money here again. If you have a shor that's worth a mana. Now, a mana is 100 zuz, which is the equivalent of 25 sela. Okay, so it's very simple math. So it's worth a hundred. 
which is 25 sellers. Shenogach Shor Shavach Hamesh Shoyim, the Nizik's animal is worth five. Then Aveli of a seller, and the dead body is worth one. So he caused four seller of damage. The Mazik Shor is worth 25 seller. The Nizik Shor, now you caused four seller of damage. So in that case, like we just explained, the Nizik's going to end up Profiting tremendously. He got four shekel, uh, four seller of damage, and he's gonna end up taking twelve and a half seller out of the Mazik Shore. Do you do such a thing? Amrit Buddha said you don't. What's more chamer? Muad or tam? Muad. Okay. Does a muad ever collect more than the damage? No. So Tom also never collects more than the damage. And therefore, there's no question, says Rabbi Yehuda, we don't know where he sees this from, we'll see where he sees this from in a second, uh, soon, but at least from a Kavachimer, he says, no way a Tom could get more than the damage that was done. But what do you see, Rabbi holds? What's more Chamer? Mu'ad or Tom? Clearly, Mu'ad is more Chamer than Tom. So if by Mu'ad, Pachas goes to the Nizik, there's no possibility that Rabbi Yehuda would say, by a Tom, Pachas goes half to the Mazik. So that cannot be the halacha. If Pachas goes to the, is the Nizik's issue, by a Mu'ad, Pachas is for sure the Nizik's issue by a Tom. So we're back to our question. What is the Nafkamina between Rabbi Yehuda of Gama Samei and Rameir? Elo Amar Yechanan, Shvach Nevele Yikubeinayu. What about the opposite? What about if the nevela of the nizik goes up in value? So when you damaged it, it had done uh, 10 shekel of damage. And now it actually went up in value. Afterwards, the, the price of steak or dog food changed. And wow, through the roof. And now it actually has more value than before. Do we say, well, just like past the veil is the niziks, so this also is the niziks, the niziks profits great. The mazik still has to pay him what the original damage would have been. What do you say? The Half that profit now is the Mazik's. And therefore the Mazik can deduct that if he wants or however they work it out from the value that he has to pay. The Marsover the Nizik have, that is Shitas Emer. Marsover, Yudas says, Half that profit now belongs to the Mazik. And if that's the case, then we understand the next price. If you're assuming that Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Mazik can, does theoretically benefit from the value of the nevela going up, then we understand the next halacha. If that's the case, the Torah is actually makel on the mazik. That if it goes up in value, he benefits the shakal b'shvacha. So then what about the following case? What about the opposite case of what we mentioned before? The mazik shor is worth five. Very cheap shor. That caused... A, a, a Nizik's animal that was worth 100. Then Avela Yafech Hamishim. So it caused 150 shekel of. Uh, the Avela is worth 50. So Zenato Chatzechai Vechatzemes. Zenato Chatzechai Vechatzemes. What happens over here? The Mazik is a very cheap animal. Causes damage to the Nizik's animal. You said according to Behuda, Vegamas Hamase Yechetzun. Half of that dead animal belongs to the Mazik. In which case, the Mazik made money. The Mazik had a very cheap animal that caused damage. He gets half the Nizik's very expensive Wagyu, whatever animal over here, and he ends up profiting. It's a great business. I'm going to run my animal around to damage all those animals, and I'm going to be able to make a fortune. Does that make any sense? Obviously, it makes no sense. Now, but the only reason Yehuda was entertaining this question is because he's just said, according to Yehuda, the Mazik could benefit someone if the Nevela goes up in price. So then you could have a funny situation where he benefits in general. And that's why Yehuda had to ask this question. It makes sense. And Yehuda says, that obviously, it's not true. Hey, Chamatzinu, Mazik Niska, is a Niska. We're definitely not going to say that he makes money. He could 
lose less, but he's not going to make profit. And also the Pasuk says, Shalem is Shalem. It says the Mazik pays. There's no way the Mazik makes money. He might lose less if the animal goes up in value, but he's not going to make a profit. Okay. So my view, I mean, why do we need this Pasuk for it? If I cause the nizik damage, then there's no way the mazik can benefit. What if he doesn't cause any damage at all? They're both worth the same. And at the time of the hezik, actually by killing the animal of the nizik, I, the nizik profited. The nizik made money. It went up from 25 to 30 because a live animal, whatever, I, there's no fields around there to work. Once it becomes dead, it's dog food and yay, now it's worth more money. However, that could happen. But it happened. Maybe in that case, you would let the mazik profit. I didn't cause you. If I caused you a loss, I can't profit. But if I didn't cause you a loss, then maybe I could split that benefit. Zuzi shakal, nami mazik shakal. V'yarmi, the Pasuk says, shalim yishalim, balim yishamim, v'yarmi, balim yishamim. If I cause you hezik, even if it's not a financial loss, but it's definitely a pain in the neck, your animal is now dead, then I cannot benefit from that in any situation. Okay, so we're coming out now. There's Machlech, it's the new mayor. And Rabbi Huda is, the Gavaz HaMesiyachatsun, if the Nevela went up in price after the Hezek, do we say that the Mazik benefits? He's not going to make a profit, but he's going to have to pay less Hezek because it actually went up in price. So according to the mayor, he does not. That total value of the Nevela is Shaykh to the Nizik. According to Rabbi Huda, the Mazik owns half of it, the Gavaz HaMesiyachatsun. We had the case on top of the on top of the daf. On the case on top of the daf, we said that if the, the mazik's animal is worth a lot, a lot of money, you don't say that the nizik gets half of it because the nizik is never going to get more than chetzina, more than the value of the animal because a muid doesn't get more than the value. So for sure, a tam does it. What about a case where it's not more than the value, but it's more than chetzi? For instance, as Rashi says, what about a case you have a shor shava that's worth 50, that gores a shor that's worth 40, Rashi says. Okay, keep track. And then the nevel is worth 20. So how much damage did he cause? He caused 20 shekel of damage. Okay. Now you have a 20 shekel nevela and a 50 shekel mazik animal. That's tacha called 50 and 20 is 70. We said each one gets half, each one gets 35. So now, the Nizik does not end up making a profit, because his animal is worth 40, and ends up with 35, but he's getting a lot more than Chetzi Nizik. He should have gotten only 20, and now he's getting, he's getting 35 instead of 20. So is that true, according to Buddha? Do you say, and the Nizik should get more than Chetzi Nizik? That also seems to be a little bit of a deduction. You only get half. So you're right. Yehuda also agrees to the drusha Remeir made. Remember, Remeir had this question also, as we explained in Amalaf. Remeir says it's going to come out funny that if I always get the mazik, half the mazik's animal, the nizik can end up making a profit. And that, Remeir said, that's the second half of the puzzle. The Gamas Hamesiachatsun teaches you that the nizik never gets more than half of the damage costed. So says the more Yehuda agrees to that as well. Yehuda also agrees that the Gamas Hamesiachatsun says the nizik never gets gets more than half. So He used that passage to teach me that the nizik and the mazik are shutfin in the dead animal and the mazik makes profit from the shvach. 
So in which case, how do you use the same pasuk twice? So Yehudah lezenai tochetzi mechametz chetzan yameis tochetzi yameis imkain kra imkain nichtayv kra veesameis my vegam esameis yechetzun. The extra word gam shrami not tighty. You learns two halachas from this pasuk. A that the nizik and the mazik are shutfin in the dead animal, and B, that the, that the nizik never gets more than chetzi. What we're coming out now is, according to Yehuda, something very interesting. If you hold there could be Yehuda, and you hold there could be Akiva, from the previous Machlaikis, then it turns out there's shutfin in the live animal, and there's shutfin in the dead animal. There's shutfin in everything going on. It's very interesting put together. They're two separate machlaikas. One was the machlaikas and how you deal with the animal of the mazik, and this is the machlaikas and how you deal with the animal of the nizik if it goes up in value, but it's very similar in concepts of this idea of shutfin. Let's just read the Mishnah. Normally, obviously, another mazik is the most chamer thing. But you can actually have a situation where you're chayef for your animal, but you're not chayef for yourself. For instance, or you can have the opposite, of course, where your animal does something in this potter, and you do the same thing, and you're going to be chayv. What's the case? If a shor embarrasses somebody, right? The shor gores, I don't know, pulls the guy's pants down, or whatever it is, or causes him damage, you're potter. A shor is not chayv in Avadvarm. A shor is only chayv in Nezik. She's going to be chayev for potter on baishas. V'husha baish, if you embarrass someone, a human being is chayev and the arba dvarm is chayev on baishas. Okay, so that's a case where a person is more chomer than the animal. Shor shasima sein avdev hippolashina. We know if, you're, if you cause your evid to go blind or if you knock out his tooth, the evid goes free. If your animal causes that to happen to the, shor, to the evid, nothing happens. The, you're, you're, you don't have to pay anything. The animal, and the evid does not go free. But for who shall see me saying after the hippo shenoi, you're going to be chayv and the evid would go free. What about the opposite? <laughs> if a person's animal causes damage to the mazik's parents, then of course they're like every other nizik and they have to be paid. Whereas, for who shall if Chas V'Shalom, a person hits their mother and father because they're Chayev Misa, Kim Lamid the says that don't pay any Hezek. So, yes, you're Chayev Misa, I get that. Uh, but in terms of paying Hezek, the Shor is more Chamor than the Mazik himself. Interesting situation. Also, Shor Shehidik is HaGadosh B'Shabbos. If a Shor causes a fire on Shabbos, he's going to be Chayev to pay. Whereas, Behusha Higgins of Gadish Shabbos, if you light a fire on Shabbos and burn down their Gadish, you're Potter, if Neshum is Chayev Benafshay. Because again, they're also, you have Kim Lamid Rabine, person is Chayev Misa for lighting the fire. Whether he lights the fire and it spreads, or he lights the whole thing on fire, there's interesting debates over here what Halach is. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, when we get into the Daf tomorrow. But in this case also, you have Kim Lamid Rabine Pashup Shad on the, on the, on the Malachish Shabbos, in which case you're going to be Potter on the Hezek. Whereas the Shah, which doesn't have any dinner of Shabbos, is going to be Chayev Hezek. So in these two key situations, it's ironic. It's not really that the person is off the hook. The person could be absolutely chayev, but he's chayev other things. Or we'll see the more, maybe not, but he definitely will not have to pay the money, and therefore the shor who pays the money is going to be more chayev.